Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Carl Malone in the house. Brand new week. Welcome back to the uh, the RGM Experience podcast. Back in Blighty after a week in the sun. Corfu, lovely place, lovely place, highly recommended. Beautiful. Sun we're at. Midge bites, uh, not midge bites. Mosquito bites, though. Yeah, on the old legs. Took a bit of a pounding out there. But I'm back in Blighty. All relaxed, ready to go again. Welcome to another Monday with me, Carl Maloney. Here at the RGM Experience Podcast, sponsored by Scott's Menswear. How are you doing, you right. Yeah, last week was beautiful. I hope you enjoyed the, the chat with James Holt. Just talking through his disability as being a musician and being deaf. Amazing journey. Um, great chat. Nice vibe about that guy. Just a cool, cool vibe. But we're back with a special this week, ladies and gentlemen. Just before me, Holly Bobs, I did attend a festival that used to be called Macclesfield in May. It got changed to Macclesfield in October, for last October. COVID has done its thing and it happened this year at Christchurch in October. Michaelsfield in October. What a weekend. Wow. It was a long one. I couldn't make the Sunday, unfortunately, because I had to prepare for my holiday and um, just get ready for it. But an amazing week. I spent the Friday and the Saturday there. And it was absolutely amazing. I won't be on, be on my own to be a little bit disappointed that Peter Hook couldn't play and the like, but, you know, one of the bands got struck with COVID and the, the festival have been really generous and anybody that's got a ticket for the Friday can attend him to see Peter Hook and the like at Christchurch in Macclesfield at next year's event. And I'll tell you all about that. So, yeah, this is a special from down at the festival uh, in Macclesfield. Plenty of beers were, were drunk that weekend, let me assure you of that, ladies and gentlemen. And throughout, throughout this special, you can, you, you'll, be able to, you'll be able to tell, I think. And I'm on about me. But, you know, RGM sponsored the festival. So we raised money for charities. For, well, for the Christie's charity. So yeah, as a sponsor, I was there with a the microphone all day, popping it in front of people's mouths, catching up with loads of acts, 
We had a chat with Leon the Pig Farmer, Sinclair, San Pedro Collective, Space Monkeys, Pagans, Cabbage, live, uh, you know, there's a lot of mu- recorded a lot of the music from there. An amazing sounding cathedral of music and what a weekend it was. And this podcast is celebrating it, really. So, yeah, th- throughout the podcast, and I'm not apologising for it, because it is what it is. I had a bit of a drink, and the <laughs> you'll be able to tell. <laughs> the interviews are fine. I'm just a bit self-critical of myself. I start shouting a bit more when I've had a, when I've had a couple of beers. And I don't mean, like, like ranting. I just mean, just for some reason, I feel like I've got to talk right loud. <laughs> But it's all good. We're all enjoying ourselves. And I hope that comes through on this podcast because it was an amazing weekend raising excellent money for uh, a cancer uh, hospital, Christie's in Macclesfield. Yeah, ne- next year, the, the tickets are on sale for Party in the Pews next bank holiday May already. Uh, there's a pre-sale on at the minute where you can grab a bargain and get a weekend ticket. And on the bank holiday Monday next year, Peter Hook is going to be performing. And if you've got a ticket for the Friday, you can attend that gig uh, with no extra cost. Just take your ticket with you from the Friday and you can watch Peter Hook. Very generous from the from the festival there. And uh, and thanks, you know, Peter Hook, you know, for rearranging and making sure it still happens. Great stuff. So, let's crack into this festival of uh, joy. Let's do this. Right, hi, I'm down with Leon the Pig Farmer down at Macclesfield in October. How are you doing, mate? You okay? I'm doing well, mate. You? Yes, um, we've just been having a little chat before just how amazing this event is. And Joe's walking around all stressed out, bless her. But what an amazing thing she's created here. Oh, it's special. The, the, the aesthetics, the surroundings, the people, it, and, the, and the cause, everything. It's just brilliant. It's got a great vibe about it. Everyone's bustling and moving and, and you know, make some great cash for a good cause, isn't it? So we're raising money for Christie's. Um, this, this podcast is always about the experience of music. And I'm going to be doing a full episode of the podcast with, with you, Jack, Leon the Pig Farmer. Oh, that'd be brilliant, yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to spring that on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout me up when we're ready, yeah. I love a natter. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad to be involved. And the, there's a few bands on tonight, which are good pals of mine. So it's nice to do a little bit of interspersed spoken word in between all them lot. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so you're on before and after Peter Hook. DJing now? I am, yeah. He's DJing, so I'm going to do a little natter for a few verse before he DJs and a few after him. I'm just going to do a nice little special introduction for San Pedro, which I believe it's Ricky's yes. last gig. Yes. Yeah, I believe it's Ricky's last gig with him. So, um. Yeah, Ricky came down to my RGM live gig with Battery Farm recently, and he, he told me at the time, you know, it's like it, it was his baby from the start, wasn't it? And he's leaving on to do different things, but... Yeah, I think he's going to new ventures. I've, I've managed to get down on Oldham Street. Is the Gulliver still standing since you and Ricky and Higgins and everyone were in there? Like after the, and the battery farm together, that's a recipe for disaster. It was an amazing show down at RGM Live. It, it, it was great. And, you know, everybody's, it, you know, it's the week before this gig, it happened. 
But every, everybody had an eye on this this festival this weekend. I think it's been, everyone's had an eye on this one for quite a while now, hasn't it? Especially with COVID, it's been delayed and it was Mac in May and now it's Mac in October. So it, it's good and they've got a new name for it next year. So it's it's just brilliant. I just, I just love the aesthetics of everything going around. And I found a giant cardboard pig, which I'm going to take on stage with me as well. So where? Where? It's around here. Let me show you. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> He's found it, so he's just off now to find an aesthetic cardboard pig. Uh, completely random. You haven't brought that yourself, have you? No, and it says, come and see Silky Pig and lots more on the back. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to take it on as, an, as a little prop <laughs> since I found it in the, um, the staff room at the church. Yeah, so, so if, if people don't know who Leon the Pig Farmer is, just tell us a little bit about yourself for the, for the new people listening to this podcast that might not know what you're about, mate. Um, spoken word. Uh, I'm not keen on the word poet. I... I, I I put words together so they either rhyme or tell a story and it's a lot of it's around my mental health recovery, PTSD, but I do social observation and I have a goal at government and stuff that's going on that I see on telly um, and it's about that and I put a humorous touch to it at times and I do a lot of introductory sets with bands in around Manchester in the northwest and further afield since you've had me in Sheffield and Leeds and that and, um, and yeah... Um, I get angry on stage and shout a lot. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure to, to have you introducing the bands that I put on in Sheffield for Tramlines Festival this, this year as well. It, 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 I think just looking back on that, that event, again with the Battery Farm and, you know, Pit the Pagans that are on Saturday, you know, cheers, mate. It, it really works. Your, your act, act, sorry, I don't want to belittle it, but I call it an act. Your, 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 your no, I'm not going to call you poet. That's the wrong thing to say. You've just said no, but, no, but your your skill is to uh, engage with people in new, uh, innovative new ways. I think so, yeah. It draws people in. It gets them riled up before a band comes on stage. It, it's been done before, hasn't it? We've just kind of like reinvented the wheel from when John Cooper Clark and a few other lads did it on the punk scene in the late 70s. But it's gone amiss. And, and I found myself falling into this niche and this art two and a half years ago and, and it's going well and I'm loving it and, and I do enjoy the band side of it I enjoy the spoken word and the poetry kind of stuff um, writing a book and that but this is this is the side of it I love because I've, I've been a punter in bands for God knows how many years since I was a teenager and it's nice to share a stage with people as contemporaries now it's brilliant love it yeah mate well we, we appreciate you being here we appreciate all your work and thanks again for your time mate thank you no cheers thanks for having me cheers, cheers Here, down at this beautiful venue, with a beautiful band called San Pedro Collective. Hi, mate. I'm, I've got. I'm going to start off with Sai. Hi, mate. Hi. How are we doing? Do you enjoy yeah. it tonight? Absolutely loved it, mate. I absolutely loved it. And we all know your history of you know playing in Stone Roses and the Fall and that kind of stuff. But tonight we're talking about San Pedro Collective. New stuff. I don't want to bang on about all the old years. I've written a book about it already. I know. I've got it. I've got it, mate. I've got it. It's a great book, and, and it's all about the San Pedro Collective tonight. And how does it feel to come off stage having performed, raising great money for Christie tonight? How, how, how does it feel? I think it's brilliant. Uh, Christie's great charity. Um, they do, they're brilliant, aren't they? Thank God for the NHS. What do you say? Um, yeah, it's Natalie. been absolutely... Hello, hello there. It's been absolutely amazing performing tonight. The amazing backdrop of that stained glass window was just gorgeous. And yeah, raising money for the Christie. I mean... Everybody's had someone who's been touched by 
cancer. So yeah, I, I know plenty of people that Christie's have helped out, and, and the organisers of, of of today have been affected personally by it. And it's just amazing to see the great work that Joe's put on tonight to to create this thing. I, I don't think she knows what she's created yet. <laughs> she's shouting, that's Joe shouting. She doesn't know what she's created yet, but it's an amazing thing, isn't it, Keith? The bass, the bass player. It sure it certainly is, yeah, yeah. Our former manager, Joe, set your hat off to her. She's done a brilliant job, despite yeah. a few uh, COVID-related spanners in the works over the last couple of nights. It's going to be mint. That was ace of love playing. Yeah, so we're after a new manager now while we're on the subject. Right, so okay. out there yeah. listening to our GM, fancies managing us, coming to say, you know, get in touch. <laughs> if you've got contacts with uh, Geffen, EMI, all yeah, them yeah. sort of ones especially, go yeah. for it. <laughs> so... So, so how how did the performance feel playing? Because like the last time I saw you guys play with a spinning top in uh, Stockport, and the the sound, particularly the drum side, I'll, I'll I'll start with that. The the drum sound in the in a big echoey church was just sounded amazing. Tell tell me about how it was good, how it felt for you. Well, if they sound great, you play better because you enjoy it more and you smile, and that's what you got to do in the band. You know, you got to smile at each other while you're doing it. Well, you were, all, you were all doing that, and just uh, as a singer, how did that feel, like the reverb and the ambience and the crowd in front of you, how did that feel? Yeah, I completely agree. If you sound good and you can, I could hear my voice, I could hear it bouncing off the walls. So if you can really hear it, it's one, you can stay in tune. That always helps. <laughs> uh, two, you just get more and more into it and more and more just like loving the feeling and you, yeah. I adored it. Great sound in there, isn't it? Yeah. I recommend it. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, you, you don't get many chances to see a band in a church, do you? <laughs> no, not really. I have played in a church, Trinity Church in Salford, okay. with Big Unit, which was Darren Partington's band from 808 State yeah. a few years ago. But it's better sound in here than that one. Yeah, better. You recommend this church, the Christ Church here in Macclesfield? Mm. Actually, I am, I am pretty sure that as like a young teenager I've sang in this church with my school choir in the we were up in the halls and they were doing a Benjamin Britten concert and okay. we were there and I was like I've been here before <laughs> different different ambience and how many times have you been in a church then Keith and, 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 and yourself over there mate? Uh, is this a confessional you're mainly in the sin bin mate what I like about this place as well, the pulpits keep the audience in check, don't they? They don't, they don't get all rounded, do they? Yeah. Keep, yeah. Stay in the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good for COVID, isn't it? It's like, it's like them gigs they were doing with fans in cages. But, <laughs> but it's a lot friendlier than that, I should say. Well, I've just I've been in one of those. It, it, I've just been in the crowd enjoying the band, and it, it doesn't stop you from in, enjoying the band. You are like in a little... It, you are in the pews. You are like kind of locked in the pews, and, and, it, and it is weird as a fan watching a band in that environment and getting used to it. But we'll get used to it, won't we? You can still see him swaying. You know, like you're supposed to do in a, church, a gospel church, anyway. So we're doing something right. But anyway, we've been recording some tracks that we out in the new year. Burn on the water, um, night cruising, and a song that Natalie's. Um, yeah. Go on, tell us about it. A song I've written called "Good So Bad." Um, we've only just started. Work, I've recorded it before, um, but we're going to work on it as an band and renew it. So did you bring it to the collective then? Did you bring this thing, like, especially? Um, the two lads on keyboards, John and Jeff, they have a, a side project called Positronic. Great band. And we've been subsumed into the band, the entirety of Positronic. We've just been absorbed. 
their songs and record them. We've got some in the can already, so watch out, maybe February. So it's, a, so it's not just a band, it's a collective, you know, it's in the name, isn't it? So, so how, how does it work as like, you know... Absorb other bands and nick the songs. They're like Acura. We'll just roll along and... <laughs> We're a Mancunian melting pot. <laughs> You'd Osmosis or something, isn't it? We just fucking come in, you know, through a semi-permeable membrane, we draw these bands in and... Well, it's an absolute pleasure to, to watch you live again and really appreciate your time tonight, guys. And uh, here at RGM, we'll be supporting you all the way throughout your journey. And thanks again, guys. Nice one. Brilliant. Have a good Thank you so much. Thank Cheers, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, who's going to stick for that? <laughs> Just coming straight off the stage is Sinclair. How did you find that, Ollie, mate? Brilliant. Enjoy that. Fantastic. What did you enjoy about that the most, mate? What didn't I enjoy? Well, tell me, I'm interviewing you. Staring at your mush. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's a different setting for us. Who plays in a church nowadays? You know, it's quite a rare occurrence. Holy. Felt very holy. It's quite a rare occurrence, so I feel like playing. It's something special, really. You know, like, because, well, I don't want to repeat myself, but who plays in a church nowadays? Even though there weren't that many people there. Um, no, yeah, but you, you're playing early on in the festival. Even the big festivals, when you when you play at two, three o'clock, there's always limited people because because it's a festival setting. But 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 you but you you played it like there were hundred people there. I'm not knocking it. I think we. I think we put the energy into it, which um, I'm sure you'll be happy about, Carl. Well, I, well I, I've, I've, Billy had a smile on his face the whole way through the fucking I, thing, didn't you, mate? Yeah, um, contractually, I'm not allowed to smile, but on this occasion, I was just, I was just feeling like, you know, come on, let's go, like, no messing. What were different about this performance than others, then, when you've been miserable? I felt like, oh, yeah. <laughs> first of all, uh, no. I'm only joking, sorry. I don't know, it was just like change of scenery like a good it was like our first big gig in a while it's been a couple of months and we're just like feeling it I was like really into it realistically this is the biggest gig we've done um, it's, it, it kind of is special uh, we had a lot more space than we usually do you know playing rather than playing at a castle and the, the carpet shuttle, <laughs> rather than playing at a castle and gullivers and stuff like that you don't have a lot of space to move about so I feel like we're, we're used to space a, a lot more than me nothing to climb all nothing to climb carpets to walk on but nothing to climb how do you feel about it but Great, Ollie spilled a full pint on the carpet. Okay. Ben, how did them, when I was just sat in the crowd, those drums were punching me in the chest, mate. How did you feel about it? It might really well, to be fair, yeah. Uh, the sound in that church is surprisingly good, and the kit was nice. Um, it was nice to play on a big stage, like feel the kit for once. You know. Ben, I, I'd class you as the best drummer in Manchester. You fucking, you had that, you had that gig by the bollocks, mate. Did you enjoy it? I did indeed, but I do not agree with that first statement, I'll be honest. He's modest, he's modest, he's modest! I am the best drummer in the fucking No, I'm the best drummer in the world. Lads, thanks for joining us down at Macclesfield Fest, raising money for a great, uh, for, for, for Christie's cancer. Cheers, Carl. A brilliant cause. Cheers, Carl. Nice well. Cheers, boys, thank you. Nice well. uh, I am, I'm Neil Walsh from Space Monkeys. Hi, mate. I'm Richard McNevindoff from Thank you for joining me today, guys. I've just witnessed uh, an, a, an amazing show 
in a church with the space monkeys like reflecting like nostalgia for me is like is really powerful because i feel like i'm getting on a little bit and i've always known about the space monkeys and, and i've seen you before like like years ago and, and yeah i know you've had time off as a band but now now you're back and you're playing again it, it was really great to see you all engage in, in, together as a team as a, and as a band and I, I really felt that team connection as you performed to us in Christchurch tonight thank you oh no, that's great we, we, you know we we got back together about a couple of years ago just to uh, to kind of do a one-off festival and it's kind of it's blown up a bit really a lot more than we kind of expected and it's nice just see the lads hang out have, have a good time really and, and hopefully that comes across when we play um, that, that kind of I, I loved it, and, and 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 it does come across. And and you mentioned you come back for that one-off gig, and now this is another gig. So did that one-off gig just like reignite the passion of the band again? I think it did. I think I think we realised that it was something that was missing from our lives, and we would to kind of get back in there uh, and, and start writing together, being creative together, just writing new music together as well. It was 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 fantastic, and it. It fills the hole in your uh, in your life, really. How do you feel about that? Beautiful, beautiful. We worked out the other day, didn't we, that we've actually been together as a band in this second incarnation longer than we were in the first incarnation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so we, I think we formed in about 94 or 95. Um, it's a bit hazy back in those days. And then we split up in 99, so about four or five years, which was full on. We were doing gigs like pretty much every other day. Um, and then we didn't do any music for ages. All went off and did our different things, and then we got back in 2015. So yeah, we've been. So, so, so what? Just out, just out of pure interest, what what happens when a band's out there and you're touring and that's your career and that's what you're doing, and then it and then for whatever personal reasons or whatever happens, it doesn't carry on. How, how what how did you find that transition into? into the normal world where people have nine to fives yeah so it, it wasn't a career to start with we were talking okay. to uh, Trafford Parson who's doing the art today um, and we knew him back in the day back in the 90s he used to hang around at Moonraker Studio in Longsight where we recorded our album and we were saying bands you didn't get together in a band to have a career you didn't get together to sell millions of records you didn't think you were going to be playing even venues never mind like you know big venues it was just something that you did it was just something that a bunch of people did bunch of friends did for something to do so it was never a career so when it ended um we then had to go and do different things but everybody had different talents and different skills everybody's done all right so so like to be back now how, how are you like so uh, I, I presume you, you've still got your nine to five jobs. You've still got your you're your earning money doing other creative kind of things, and you're back doing the. But am I am I right with that? I, I don't, sorry, I'm sorry to presume. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're a working class band, so we work and we're class and we're a band. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, so it's, we've always worked, and we you know we in the nineties we were lucky enough that we didn't have to work, but we didn't get paid. So <laughs> now we work and we do get paid. Ross, uh, see you later, mate. He's coming in. He's coming in. I mean, we, we're just having a, we're just having a chat about like how amazing it is like to to have a have a break from the band and be back tonight and playing this amazing gig. And you you've just like come off the stage a few like like a like a few minutes ago. Yeah. The, the the sound and the and the vibe of playing in the church and this kind of venue. How, how did you find it? 
I, I did really enjoy it, to be fair. And I have played in a church before at my mate's wedding where uh, I actually had to play him down the aisle to the Beach Boys on a full church organ. So I did want to break. I didn't see that coming. No, genuinely, I did. I, yeah, uh, Beach Boys and then a bit of Handel as well. And then I did all the hymns. So I did want to break into We Plough the Fields and Scatter midway through the set. But I thought I might get in trouble. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Top sound. And yourself, Neil? No, I, I, again, just the, when you play these kind of venues, you kind of, uh, I was a bit worried it was going to feel a little sterile with people sat in the pews and so on. But actually, there's there's just an energy you get back from the people and that kind of feeds into your performance. And I think when, when I arrived here as a punter and you had to sit in in the pews and it's like like a boxed out area church place. I made, have a good one, Paul, you're right. and, 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 and we're literally sat in, sat in the pews. It, it, it is strange for a punter. To watch your band in that environment as well. I, I think so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think um, uh, certain artists kind of it really suits that um, that kind of vibe, sitting down, absorbing, letting the music wash over you. But when you have something that's a bit more rock and roll, it kind of makes you want want to stand up. And, and well, you, you you instantly like forget that it's different and like kind of get into it when the music takes over yeah music's powerful isn't it yeah yeah very much so uh this is uh Chaz. hi Chaz. hi mate hi, how are you doing sorry it's, it's Chaz has just arrived off the hook do you not even know what we're doing here mate i have no idea at all we're here with the guys we're having a good chat about how you've just performed as a band how, how did you feel it went i thought it was great it felt really easy it was lovely yeah nice gig just nice that's it well, you know, like some gigs can feel like difficult. You have to concentrate quite a lot to make it work. But tonight just felt like it, you know, it, it all flowed and it all came together. We've been rehearsing very, very hard. <laughs> can, can, can you be too over rehearsed for like, for like a gig like this? Can you think about it? Can yeah. you think about the art too much? Yeah, definitely. I'd like three rehearsals would be too too many rehearsals. <laughs> no, we, we, two's about right. Yeah, but we worked hard during those two rehearsals. You, you can definitely, you can definitely be over rehearsed. The best rehearsals are gigs. So you know, if you spend too much time in the rehearsal room, you'll end up just getting stale and hating the songs. Whereas if you play loads of gigs, it keeps it kind of fresh and live. So we don't do loads of gigs, but we also don't do rehearsals. So we're somewhere in the middle, I guess. Just, uh, Sinclair have just been on Pagan's SOH, have just entered the building. Hi Marcus, you alright bud? Howdy, how are you? We had a nice drive over from uh, from the Midlands today, brother. Amazing, you know, we've been uh, we've had the James Brown on in the car, a bit of funk, and uh, we've been stuck in some traffic, but we're here now. So. Yeah, well I ain't seen you since Jam Lines in Sheffield, that were a good gig, weren't it? It's amazing, you know, yeah, it was, it's good to get back out there. Well, we had a couple of gigs before that, but I felt like, yeah, was, that was our first proper pushback we've just had Sinclair on in there right? and the, the, you're going to be amazed by the sound that that fucking venue is kicking out today I, I've never heard like, like being there all day yesterday the, the, I don't know how to, I don't know how to edit we're in a church and it's an amazing setting and we're raising great money for a cancer charity and it's it's emotional the sound that's coming back from the bands that are playing man I, I just don't know how to explain it that's good man it's good Churches always have good acoustics, do they? So, yeah, man, looking forward to it. Played a church before? 
we've played more churches than venues this year. Like we, we've actually played two churches and a, and a cathedral this year. So um, yeah, we've got to bring the pagans out there to the church. Mate, we, we, we even played Coventry Cathedral, bro, and that's so it ain't even got a roof. We played there, you know what I mean? So <laughs> oh yeah, did, did you play the? Uh, you played with Damien as well. Uh, Damien, it was for Musicians Against Homelessness. <laughs> Alex Home, yeah, so I'm at Tramlines, yeah, there you go. So what we got what what's coming what's coming up at Macclesfield in May from the Pagans today? Uh, well we've got our new bass player with Russ Nathaniel and it's oh yeah. Nathaniel, what what's it like? How is it quite intimidating joining a band like this? Because I've known the Pagans for a while and I've seen a few bass players and it's and it, it's it's a big part to play, how are you finding it? Oh mate, um, I'm smashing it. Like honestly, I think I'm fucking sick. Well done, well said. That's exactly what they, uh, that's what everyone needs, and that's what everyone likes. So you just gotta smash it, in, yeah. Like, he never picked up a bass for, like ever since about three months ago, man, and he's just fuck off. Yeah, I swear, yeah. He's a drummer by nature, but like he's got the funk and he's picked up the bass and he's sick. So rhythm comes naturally to you. So, yeah. so how, how, you, how, you, how are you going to slap that fucker and keep up later? I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this. That's what I mean. You're just going to have to see it. Yeah, i got to keep playing my cards close to my chest. You're going to have to see it, yeah. I'm here with Lee from Cabbage I'm, I saw you guys headline John Hall, John Hall's gig at the Ritz. That was the last time I saw you live. Was that the first time you've played live since I've, I had a chat with you down at the castle? I think so. Have we? we um, uh, we've been re we've been rehearsing, and that's technically live, but uh, to a, to no audience. Club. So so the album were, the album were coming out then, and and the album's out. So 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 like. How is it having an album that's like, like that feels old? How is it that like now, now there's a chance that you're gonna be able to tour the fucker? I feel like Neil Diamond. <laughs> so, so is it, does it does it feel like, like like you're touring an old album? I suppose it kind of does. Um, you know, we haven't seen anyone respond. We haven't seen a crowd really respond to whoever's listened to it. We're not seeing people get down to it, so. I suppose that'll be nice, but it does feel like an old album. I think one of the most reassuring things about playing live is that when you kick into a song, everyone's like, oh, this is one of my favourites. I've heard this a few times before, but this this little old album that came out almost 18 months ago, you don't know if anyone is going to even bloody know the song. So, And if the crowd don't know your songs, that's on them, not you. We respond by uh, throwing the biggest hissy fit since since uh, Mariah Carey got paid 1.2 million for Walkers. Does, does that hurt you, that? That she got paid that, or... Uh, I suppose it does, because she, was, she, she, she wasn't she was very pleased with it, was she? The, the amount of money is not appropriate, is it? Oh, no. For, for, for what the work that she will have done for it. More because she got lumped into the company of Gary Lineker and, you know, uh, Loose Articles' latest hit single. Lads. I, I always enjoy, enjoy the band. I can't wait for you. To, like just going back to the John Hall gig again. If there was ten more John Halls in the world, the music industry would be would would be would be saved, wouldn't it? I think the world would immediately implode because it's just physically not possible for the world to consume more than the one and only John Hall. One John Hall. But that cabbage performance, when I saw it, I, I like it. It like 
it, it, it wasn't it wasn't just about John. It was it was Cabbage being back and, and you being back in Manchester playing the Ritz. How was that, mate? To not to, to not make this macabre or or as though that we're trying to I don't know make this quite majestic, but it almost felt like it had been referred to as a death party, and I think that made that put a whole different spin on the gig. And to yeah, but if you knew John, it, it, it'd be like he'd tell you to fuck off and celebrate, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, that's exactly what the whole the whole evening was about, and I think we were kind of playing that gig for hoping that that would be the way that John could remember us. You know, wake. He attended his own wake. He did his own thing, and like safe. Oh, sorry, I keep moving away from it. But um, <coughs> what's it called? Um, like he started a charity from that gig as well. So we talked about it yesterday, didn't we? So he's got like a practice room now for just a free practice room for bands and one that travelling bands can pay, pay cheap prices to if they need somewhere to quick and easy to get into. And plus it's, they're raffling off all his like records and ticket stubs and everything he's got. I don't know everything, but it, the man had a collection. He was an absolute muse or one. He lived and he breathed it. And it's just weird. He would have been here right now. He would have been here. Yeah, he would have. He definitely, this is the exact kind of uh, festival and and show that you'd expect John to turn up, you know. How, how can you like look back and reflect on that uh, and learn from it and like take it into your talk? I think you have to put distance between moments like that. You can't just, re I don't think you can reflect immediately on them. That, that, that kind of evening is something for ourselves and everyone who was there that witnessed it can talk about in 20 years when it will be a lot more appreciated and we look back on it and a lot, it's a lot more of a fonder memory. The landmark is, is that it was like you was playing the last time to him as well that was the last time he was ever going to see you so that's what made everything and it, it was mint as well because you go there and you did because obviously it was after lockdown and all that and i didn't you forget how big the community is you see you walk through the crowd and you're seeing everyone and you think you I, in my mind i think i only know a couple of people do you know what i mean but then you're like oh he's here he's here he's here she's here and all this and then you're like John as well in the venue, that's a mad thing. Everybody knew each other and everyone were there for him, so it was like, fucking, the man done a good job. <laughs> he done a good job of existing, do you know what I mean? He, he did so much for the music community. I'm trying to, through through RGM, promote grassroots music and try and push people to another level, which I knew John were passionate about. But Cabbage are on at MacFest tonight in a bit. How much are you looking forward to the game? Uh, tenfold. Mate, my I manage I manage a band called Sinclair, right? and and they played yeah they played at two at two o'clock they played at two o'clock today the, the second band the second band oh, well, God, I missed that Trevor oh, no, no, no 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 the girls are going uh, well, well, they, they used to be called Assembly Point and that's a sh that's a shit name so no, so so as soon as I started to manage them I said we, we need to change the name and and they used to drink at Oyster Bar at Sinclair's so that's what that's why that, that so that's why they call Sinclair. So they they played here earlier, and and to see a band perform, and and I've seen many bands, Space Monkeys, uh, John Bramall, yeah, they've just been on, John Bramall's just been on. The the acoustics in this building is is beautiful. It's great for acoustic gig. Don't know what the fuck Uber Capitalist Def Trade is going to sound like, but like a really good racket. The band's going to yeah, the band's going to sound like a big washy. Mess, but it'll be all right. <laughs> I think you're doing yourself down. I think it's going to be amazing. Thanks. Well, it's a church. Tonight's show would put tingles down Steve Albini's spine. A big fucking washy, grungy mess in there. Steve Albini. Yeah. 
Guys, Cabbage, thanks guys for joining them tonight and spending a little bit of time just having a chat again. We'll keep in touch and I can't wait to see you live. Cheers guys. Thank you very much. Could you tell I've had a beer? Of course you can. What a weekend. Absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. Saw some old friends. Caught up with some great bands. I hope it gave you a nice flavour of the weekend because, you know, it was a lovely vibe. I love festivals. Yeah, you can pre-order. Uh, pre-order? Well, you can take advantage of the um, the early bird sales for next festival. I'll put a link in this podcast for you to be able to uh, click on there and grab yourself a ticket for next year. It's going to be called Party in the Pews. Throughout the interviews, you know, people would commented on, you know, being in the pews, just watching the bands, which was fun. You know, it was something different. Okay, it's raising money for great charities. There's going to be two stages next year. The festival's just going to grow and grow. And thank you for Joe for letting us attend and being a part of it. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for attending us and listening to the podcast this week. It's very much appreciated. Next week's podcast isn't recorded yet, so I don't know which guest it's going to be yet, but it's going to be a good one. Got a couple of people booked. Uh, check out on RGM Pod on Twitter. That's the first place where you'll hear where the next guest is. And we'll leave you for this week and see you again. Hope you have a great week, guys. Thanks for joining us again for a bit of a bit of special today. I've been Carl Maloney. Welcome. Tell a friend about the RGM Experience podcast. Keep sharing the word. Keep sharing the work that we do. We love it. And thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.